and welcome to the Vegas TMI podcast, the official City of Las Vegas podcast, where we talk about the things that make the City of Las Vegas timely, memorable, and iconic. I'm Shane. And I'm Jen. And we got a special guest in the studio with us today, Jace Radke. It's me, Jace Radke, Senior PIO. And the reason that we need him in the studio is because, Jen, what are we talking about? Yeah, so we're talking about sports in Las Vegas. It's a very exciting time, and Jace brings a great perspective as a sports enthusiast, about how great it is to be a Las Vegas sports fan. Probably the only sports uh, perspective in this room. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, it is uh, exciting in Las Vegas right now because you've got the second season of the Golden Knights just finished, our NHL team. We've got the new Las Vegas ballpark for our AAA baseball team. We've got the Lights in their second season downtown playing soccer. And we've also got the Las Vegas Aces, our WNBA team, getting ready to start their second season. So pretty exciting time all around for sports fans. And Jen and I have actually been to a Lights game, so we are qualified to do this podcast. Yep. Go Lights, go. We cheer for the home teams and their sports things. We're all so happy (laughs) to have them here. We love all our Las Vegas teams, but Shane and I are not. Well, Super into the rules and all that. We love it when they take the ball and put it where it needs to be. Put the ball where for it the goes. Points. Or yes. the puck. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people in town probably think that it's kind of an overnight sensation. If you just moved here in the last couple of years, you're like, wow. It's it's an overnight sensation that took a lot of work to get to, like all overnight sensations. So Yeah, um, and like, what about those people you think that were always like, yeah, it's going to happen? I mean, I was definitely skeptical to be like, yeah, right. Well, the mayor's good men have never wavered. They have believed it's going to happen, and they've worked uh, for many, many years since 1999 when Mayor Oscar took office to make this happen. So I know they're excited about it, and I know they're not done yet. You know, there's plans for the MLS out there. There's talk of the NBA and Major League Baseball. The Raiders Stadium is almost done. The XFL, what was that about? Well, not really. Almost (laughs) done. I think 2020. I drive by it every day, so it's definitely coming together and looking like a stadium, but... Lots of work to be right, done. Lots of work to be done on that and infrastructure out there. But that is going to change the face of pro sports in our town, too, because we'll have a stadium that can seat more than 60,000 people. It's something Las Vegas does not have currently. So it opens us up for major events and concerts at that location as well. You know, college football bowl games, big, big, big ones. New Year, yeah, New big moneymakers for Las Vegas. I also think it's cool, though, that they're really giving back to the community. The lights have been really great about working with us. With kids at our community centers, the Golden Knights do a bunch to get kids into hockey, and I know that the NFL has plans to do that as well. I actually saw this morning when I was driving to work on the side of the Raiders Stadium, there's like a UNLV banner now. And so I think that's really cool that they're going to invest in our local programs and help kids. It's smart, right? Because you can't win every year. But if you invest in the community, you can build some fan base there just from that community outreach. So it's a smart way to go. I know the Raiders are already doing that. They're in town with their community-based initiatives as well. Yeah, and so we have two special guests on this podcast here to talk about the state of sports in Las Vegas. Brett Lashbrook, who is the owner of the Las Vegas Lights. FC. FC. Las Vegas Lights FC. Yep, and we also have Tom Warden, who's high-ranking official with uh, the Summerlin, Howard Hughes and Summerlin Corp up there, which owns uh, the Las Vegas Aviators, our AAA team, and are responsible for the beautiful new Las Vegas ballpark. So David, take it away. Hello, everyone. I'm David Riggleman communications director here at the city of Las Vegas. The last few years in Las Vegas sports, it's been a whirlwind with the city changing from minor league sports to major league sports coming to town. Today, we're joined by the Las Vegas Lights FC owner, Brett Lashbrook and Tom Warden, 
Senior Vice President of Community and Government Relations of the Howard Hughes Corporation, the owner of the Las Vegas Aviators. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us today. Great to be here. Great to be here. We really want to start with a little bit of a history lesson here. Tom, you remember this. Brett, you've been in Las Vegas for a while. Years ago, 25, 30 years ago, the Rebels, they were our team. UNLV basketball seemed to be the universe of Las Vegas sports. Changed so much since then. Tom, give people some perspective on what Run and Rebel Fever was like, say, around 1990. You're kind of dating us now. You know that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was the focus of sports in this town in a big way. Uh, the team looked like a dynasty team. And then in 1990, they just they crushed Duke. It's probably the worst beatdown in a, yeah, in a um, NCAA yeah. uh, championship game ever. And everybody just was amazed at this team. And it, it was uh, truly uh, that sports uniter for the whole community. Uh, but, you know, it's probably worth pointing out also, though, that uh, at the same time, there was a professional sports um, franchise True. that was running through yeah. the whole uh, time period that we're talking about, and that was AAA baseball. The Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Stars, Stars yeah. Yeah. Las Vegas 51s, and now the Aviators. Uh, over three decades, they've been playing ball successfully here in town. Uh, so there was always that underpinning as well. But I do remember that there was always that undercurrent of, well, can we really ever get a major league team here? And there was a lot of speculation that just wasn't that this isn't it was a major league type. Exactly. Yeah. And then it, all of a sudden, it turns around on a, on a dime, and it, it, it's been an incredible last few years. And, Brett, that's a perfect segue to the next question. What changed? Is it the population growth here? We went from a town, Tom and I are talking about a time when maybe we had 800,000 people maybe here in the Las Vegas Valley. Now we're over 2.5 million is that is that what changed? Yeah. So before I answer that, I just have to say I was a I was a young uh, junior high kid in uh, rural Missouri watching that old UNLV Bat Run and Rebel team, and wow. that just it didn't just take over the community; it took over the country, and there oh, were kids yeah. all over, and it it gave an identity uh, to a new way of playing sports. Um, what's changed? One. We are growing by leaps and bounds, yeah. leaps and leaps and yeah. bounds. And two, and I always say this and I say it very directly, the absolute sheer hypocrisy of professional sports and their, uh, their, their, their feelings towards sports gambling. And we, in this community, we Great embrace point. it 100%. We put it out in the open. We put it out in the sunlight. And finally, finally, in the last several years, in the last year with the Supreme Court ruling, professional sports is now realizing not just how important this is to, uh, uh, to to, to our country and how people are doing it, but also how much it helps professional sports. You couple that with 2.3 million people that is growing by leaps and bounds, and we're just catching up, right? We're, we're no different than every other community in the, in the country. We, we are not oversaturated on sports. We're just finally catching up based on all these these silly smoke and mirrors or, you know, you know shadows that we were, that professional sports were seeing about our community. Yeah, and that's, that's such a great point. Uh, the, the major league sports, sports in general, the, the view toward gambling uh, and, and sports betting certainly changed. Changed. And then, yeah, I think the, the growth of the Valley, too. Now, you touched on this, Brett. Tom's heard this over all these years. Can Las Vegas really support? Tom touched on this. Can Las Vegas really support all these teams? Well, now we've got the Aces. We've got, of course, the Golden Knights. The Raiders are coming. Your two teams. Can, can we continue to support this? I mean, is that something, is that just a silly argument that we keep hearing year after year after year? Or what I, do you think? I, without any hesitation, 110%, uh, we can support it. We are a big city. We are a major league city. We are 
2.3 million people that are incredibly diverse, uh, we can absolutely support all of these teams, right? This is the entertainment capital of the world, um, but there's so much that's focused on tourists, and there's for so long we haven't been catering enough to that local audience. And I'll go back to, again, Kansas City, you know, growing up in Missouri. Kansas City has almost as many teams as we have, but we're, we're uh, they're smaller than us, right? So there is absolutely an opportunity for us to continue to grow and to support all these teams. And it's great. It's great intangibly and tangibly for our community. What do you think, Tom? Agree 100% with that, or I guess it was 110 was the math on that. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, there are different levels of this as well. When you talk about the major league teams, for instance, the hockey team and the fact that uh, Bill Foley brings NFL uh, NHL to town and that we're going to have the NFL, that's one level. But um, what we're doing here with minor league sports is a different layer. It's a much more affordable, family fun type stuff. So I see it as uh, not just a sports offering, but I see it as different kinds of sports offering. And yes, 100%, there is total uh, uh, audience out there for all of these venues and probably more. And another reason that I think that's the case is because uh, there's there's no town like this. Um, it may not be that we're just catching up with some of the towns with major league sports. I think we're going to surpass them because we have the added fact that we are uh, America's uh, resort town to come to for um, for all the fun and entertainment. And now, for sports. Your team's playing uh, the uh, Golden Knights, or your team is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. You're going to come to town. That puts heads in beds. That's unlike any other city. Do you guys see that type of thing as well? Do you see tourists coming to see the games here in Las Vegas? Hey, my team uh, is playing the, the lights. Uh, it's in Vegas. Hey, let's go, and we'll, we'll follow the team out there and, and have a good time. Do, do uh, we see it? Yes. Do we do, do we see it to the extent of what Canadian hockey fans? No, but we've never portrayed it as that. We've portrayed this as by Las Vegas, for Las Vegas, of Las Vegas. And again, 2.3 million people here in the Valley that are looking for affordable family entertainment on a Saturday night. Uh, and soccer in 2019 has a connection with one degree of separation to everyone in the community, right? Whether your kids played it or you followed it or you used to play it, um, this is a local's play. Uh, for us. We always say, you know, when, when people are coming on a Saturday night and, you know, if they're on the strip, that's not our that's not our focus. Our focus is for the families here in Las Vegas. And I think what's incredible, both of you have your teams have incredible fan experiences. Brett, <laughs> you have to experience a Lions game <laughs> to see what goes on. And of course, Tom, the Aviators are in a beautiful, beautiful new park. So, Brett, let's start with you. Yeah. Talk about the fan experience for people who have never been to a game, uh, it, it maybe a soccer game in general, but it's specifically to a Lights game. What happens when they get to the stadium? What, what are they going to see? We, we like to say we make you smile, right? I like to say we're an entertainment company and soccer is our platform, right? And we take the soccer incredibly serious with Coach Winalda and players that have played on the U.S. and Mexico and Japanese national teams. But at the end of the day, we're there to entertain and make people happy, right? And I like to say win or lose, we're going to make you smile. Um, and so when you go to a lights game, we wanted to take international soccer. We wanted to take a little slice of Mexico City and Barcelona and London and put a big old splash of Vegas on it, right? And being in downtown Las Vegas, I've always been a big, big believer that pro teams should embrace their community, right? So if you think of the old Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears, you sure. know, even no matter what, it's still the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and the Los Angeles Lakers. Even if they don't make the playoffs, they're still a showtime and, and everything that represents Los Angeles. You go back and you talk about that 1990 running Rebels team. They embraced Las Vegas. They were a wonderful, wonderful vehicle to tell people about Las Vegas. That's what I want a lights game to be. I want to put a big splash of kitschy in your face, downtown Las Vegas. <laughs> 
gets neon tubes. We have mascot llamas. We've got an Elvis Presley mascot riding in on a Harley yeah, Davidson. We've got yeah. fireworks going off during the game. We have fans running down on the field. All the players take their jerseys off and give it to the fans uh, at the end of every game. We want to make people smile. We want to make people uh, enjoy the experience. Well, well, they do, and they get very passionate, that's for sure. you got 8,000 screaming fans out there having a great time. Tom, the experience at the new ballpark for the Aviators, people are raving about how incredible the stadium is and just how how great it is to go out. The stadium itself, the food, the, the options for food, it's just been – you guys have hit it out of the park, so to speak. Sorry for the pun uh, right off the bat with the, with the facility itself. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we had that as part of the goal um, from the get-go, planning the fan experience, and that's, that's exactly what it was about. We, it's not, okay, we're going to have some folks come and watch a baseball game. It's about come and have some fun. And Brett said the same thing. It's about having that fun and making it an atmosphere that people just enjoy. But, you know, uh, some of the nuts and bolts of that are, um, uh, for instance, the mesh – seats. We're the first stadium in the United States to have every single fixed seat is mesh, which is comfortable, but it's also cool yeah, in the yeah. summertime when it gets Brilliant. hot. Yeah. And uh, that was a big step. We got a beautiful scoreboard. It's huge and it's um, high def and it's biggest in all of AAA ball, but it's actually bigger than three or four of the major <laughs> league uh, scoreboards. Cool. And so that creates part of the fan experience as well. We got a, a swimming pool in center right. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, that area is um, is already booked out for the entire year. Is, especially as the temperatures go up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was there, the home run ball and was sort of went right when, in the pool. That's, 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 that's right. That's right. Yes, it did. And uh, there's 14 seats at the front end of that pool that you can sit there with a beverage in front of you watching the game. You will spot those people leaving the park because they'll be very wrinkled. <laughs> but uh, but the fact is that uh, the food is a, a huge yeah, part of the yeah. experience, and um, that is really amped up a few steps. There's a home run barbecue that's out right near the swimming pool center field. Uh, it's associated with Border Grill. And they have something called, three words, uh, burnt end burritos. And it's the reason I'm wearing two pair of Spanx today. (laughs) I take it they're pretty good. (laughs) Oh my, I mean, you just, you can't believe it. Everybody's raving about it. But that's just one offering. Um, The food and beverage is phenomenal throughout. And it all makes for a lot of fun for the games. But we're also going to have other events there as well. You know, I've uh, had some uh, friends joke, Tom, that they missed a lot of the game because they were going and checking out all the food and the yeah, games, yes. all the different offerings. So, Brett, switching back over to you, a lot of people may not know this, but you're an attorney by trade, and you are. Why no, are you letting that secret no, out? I haven't. Out. Oh, now we don't like. <laughs> that was it years anymore. ago. Yeah, but you certainly are someone who knows uh, his way around professional soccer, especially. You worked uh, in the MLS headquarters in New York City. You know the inside of how things work and how teams develop and and what it takes to get a team. So I want to ask you, what's the future of soccer in Las Vegas? You've talked with us about this on this podcast. You've always been confident that this is hopefully the opening door to get a, an MLS team here. Yeah, so I, first I just want to touch on something that, that Tom said about how, you know, the, the community is growing and, and all the success that they're having. There was a great article in the Review Journal on a recent Sunday, uh, a whole column about how we're becoming a sports city. And uh, Tom and the and the Aviators are, I think you're averaging a sellout. I, I don't know if there's oh, any yeah. tickets available at, at this point, right? They're doing so well, and they're at the top of the Pacific Coast League. At the same time, we're third in the United Soccer League, averaging over 8,000 fans a game. And to see how one sport can leave Cashman Field and another one fills 
right in, and it's all additive. It's all raising tides, raise yeah, all ships. Absolutely, uh, in a community this big. So I, I think it's a real testament to the community to see uh, how both the community is supporting both teams and in, in, in both these stadiums. As it relates to the future of Major League Soccer, uh, Major League Soccer is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, I think they're at 24 teams now. They've allocated up to 27. They're looking to go to, to go to 30. Um, I've always said, and it sounds a little self-serving, but the absolute best thing that Las Vegas can do to get Major League Soccer is to support the lights, right? And if we continue to sell out Cashman Field on a regular basis and we're singing and dancing and cheering and going, ole, 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 and creating this unique and, and fun environment, 10 of the last 14 Major League Soccer expansion teams have come from the USL. There is an absolute, very clear path. Um, Cincinnati was one of the most recent teams to be announced. Uh, they never would have been on Major League Soccer's uh, um, radar uh, as, a, as an expansion team, if not for their great success in the United Soccer League. So we are really, really excited about, uh, you know, the USL is affiliated with Major League Soccer. We've always said we're fully supportive of it. We absolutely believe Las Vegas with 2.3 million people and growing by leaps and bounds. Major League Soccer will be here. It's a matter of when, not if. Yeah, you've said it. Tom, different for baseball or the same? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different in the sense that um, we we can absolutely see the potential for possibly having some kind of a major league ball team move to town. We think, well, in one sense, uh, it kind of plays into that idea of uh, putting heads in beds. If you're going to come to town for a single football game because uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are playing your team, think of a, a stand with three or four home games and coming out to Las Vegas to watch your team play. Staying a little longer, and, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, the potential would be there for that. Uh, this stadium is not built for expansion. It, it, it is built to what I would have to call major league standards in a lot of ways, but it's only 10,000 capacity. Uh, if there were to be a, a major league team come, then there would be, uh, we'd get a, a shot at that. But um, where and how, I don't know. Do I think it's possible in the future? Absolutely. Because again, what we're seeing is a transformation of this town from the entertainment capital to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. You guys, before we leave, I've got to ask you this question. I know it's one you get all the time. We've got major league sports coming to town. The Aces, the Golden Knights, the Raiders coming. Can minor league sports, AAA sports survive in that kind of environment? I think it goes back to the point I just made. We're third out of 37 teams in our league. They're first out of... 15, 16 teams, whatever, in the Pacific Coast League. I think so far, so I, I good. Think, yeah. I think look, look at the stats. Look at the look at the facts. There's no hashtag fake news here, right? I mean, we absolutely can. Tom, you also bring up a good point. Difference in price between a major league game and a triple A game, night and day, is a lot more affordable. You touched on this. Go into that a little bit more. Sure. You're not going to be spending the money to see a game with the aviators or the lights that you would be if you're going to be going to see a major league game. That's right. It's a different concept. And when we both talk about the fun fan experience, um, somebody told me kind of a, a, a figure that um, in a major league baseball game, about 90 to 95% of the people leaving that park can tell you accurately what the score was. In a minor league ball game, half of them can't even tell you who won. <laughs> and it's really okay because it's about the experience. Yes, you have your baseball aficionados there who are really tracking phenoms and all, and yeah, all that. The future stars, But you've right? got a 360-degree concourse with a kid zone and a pool and all kinds of fun fan experiences in an area where they're playing ping pong and doing other things. I mean, it really is a lot more than just that baseball. So yes, it's a different kind of an experience and one that will endure. I think it's going to flourish in this town. Both of these sports that we're talking about today are going to continue to be successful here. 
Pleasure having both of you on the show. I'll give you the final word, both of you. Uh, Brett, Tom, if you want to throw us, uh, throw out any, anything else, uh, we're all ears. Saturday night, affordable entertainment, downtown Las Vegas, <laughs> sing and dance and cheer. Viva lights. Uh, if you have an experience, you got to come once. I'm it, guaranteed it, it's, if it's I fun. get somebody to come there once and Tom will feel the same way. We get you there once. We're going to get you there again. You're going to have a great time, uh, whether you're a soccer aficionado, soccer aficionado or not. This is Saturday night, affordable entertainment, downtown Las Vegas. Come see the new Cashman Field uh, with new life, new energy, and uh, Viva Lights, everyone. Viva Lights. Mine's shorter. <laughs> Burnt and burrito. <laughs> I got to get one of these, Tom. I got to get one of these. Listen, Brett Lashbrook, Lights FC. Tom Morden, uh, Las Vegas Aviators. Thank you so much for being with us today. A pleasure talking to both of you, and uh, we look forward to, to the successes of your teams in the future. So thanks again for being with us, and thanks for listening, everyone. Well, that really gives us some good perspective on where we've been and where we're going sports-wise. And where is that special guest, Jace Radke? You know, I think it's uh, the sky's the limit when it comes to sports in Las Vegas. We will see in the next few years, but according to Mayor Goodman, we're going to have an NBA team in the next five years and an MLS team as well. So we're going to have maybe a half dozen major league teams here for everybody to uh, cheer on. And, you know, the next thing that happens, we were close in hockey, maybe we'll get a championship. That'll be exciting. That would be really exciting. Jen, you can plan a parade. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love a good parade. But, you know, I think people forget how big the Las Vegas Valley is. I mean, we have more than 2 million people here. Our population is only going to continue to grow over the next 20 years. So I think it's really exciting that we're going to see more of these teams come in, and there'll be plenty of people to support them. And I think it was important also the uh, the way they talked about the two different markets because the smaller teams, the, uh, the minor league teams are really for the locals. The prices are different. Uh, the audience is different. The ballparks are different. So it's a different experience. You're not going to get people traveling here to go to those games as much. So that's, uh, you know, it's really for us people that live here. And then the larger professional sports is, you know, more for the tourist industry. Uh, We can become a sports town and diversify from gambling. So I think there's room for both markets. Yeah, there's a niche for everything and something for everyone. And uh, it really unites the community because there's teams that everybody roots for together. So, And you yeah. have to leave it to Las Vegas. We're always reinventing ourselves. Yeah, and we're going to have to have new uniforms and, and nicknames too. So we'll have to think about what those could be. Well, thanks again for joining us today. You can catch up on past episodes at lasvegasnevada.gov slash podcast. And thanks for Jace Radke for joining us in the studio, adding his expertise because Jen and I would probably be lost in this episode. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can go to the Google Play Music Store, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there. And from sunny downtown Las Vegas, we'll see you next time. TTFN from Vegas TMI.